When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I am Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. Of the kayfabe family. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we're, um, we're at the tail end of like a mini heat wave here in Melbourne. So uh, all anything... Uh, the only thing that people have been talking about for the last 72 hours is the weather, and I fucking hate weather talk, so I'm happy to be talking to you about wrestling. Well, I think I, I'm now going to go into weather talk because it's your fault. Um, the, <laughs> no, our Bureau of Meteor- Meteorology used a, f- used a phrase about last night that it was going to be an oppressive night, and mm. I think that's really captured, at least according to my Facebook, that has captured the imagination of everyone <laughs> yeah it was i mean it's the it's exactly what it was it was still 30 degrees overnight or something ridiculous like that yeah i don't have uh air conditioning so uh i think anyway i'm not i'm not going to go into the fact that i had a bath at 4 a.m when i woke up hot but uh i did so i've Jesus gone into it Christ. anyway that's the kind of person i am we live in a country where the first thing I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but when I was a younger man, I moved to London. Like I had, I was going to move to England, live in England. That was my thing. And uh, I lasted about five months and came back to Melbourne. But um, uh, what I did notice almost immediately was that every house had heaters in almost every room. There was like a gas heater in almost every room. And the reason for that is because it gets really fucking cold there. So it makes sense that every room has a heater in it. How we still don't have air conditioners in every single room of every single house on this giant desert island, I don't understand. I don't understand it. It should be compulsory for anyone who builds a house to have to, or the government should have to pay for at least one air conditioner a house for people to live here. <laughs> and that this is the start of your Trumpian campaign. Like, you'll claim to be running for Prime Minister of Australia and then not run, and then in 10 years you'll be the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think, don't you think, like, I mean, every house I've ever lived in has had at least two heaters, but none of them have air conditioners. It makes no sense whatsoever. People have a convict mindset. A lot of people still have a convict mindset. <laughs> Anyway, we're punishing ourselves because the the English have stopped doing it. They're busy punishing themselves as well. Hmm, That's true. Um, You know what else is punishing? This episode of Nitro. So, I reckon we get into it. You don't think this was an all-time classic? No. I've just got my metronome going in the background for for our listeners. Uh, Just to keep time if they need to. Yeah, we don't have much luck with, like, uh, middle-aged men deciding to do busy work 
around our houses as soon as we start recording. It's, it's four o'clock on a Monday. What else would you be doing? Anyway, um, no, I don't think this was a classic. There was one match that was I really enjoyed and then everything else was the same as last week and the week before and the week before that. The Booty Man match, <laughs> so, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course. I mean, I love the Booty Man. I, I cannot. I'm so desperate to see Scott Hall walk through the crowd. I'm like I've gone from being you know the person who was like oh look this isn't too bad and it's interesting to see certain wrestlers wrestling and blah blah but I mean we'll get to it but man this is some repetitive nonsense um should we go to the comms desk first and we'll get into this episode all right so we get to the comms desk uh We've got uh, Bobby the Brains dressed as uh, NFL legend John Madden. <laughs> uh, Mongo <laughs> uh, Mongo has come as uh, alternative comedian Rich Hall. That's a, <laughs> that's a deep pull. And uh, Eric has come as Emilio Estevez from The Breakfast Club. And Pepe is dressed as David Bowie from the Ashes to Ashes film clip. So Perfect. everyone's got their... Uh, Everyone's got their costumes on <laughs> this week. Uh, and we start with Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus The Giant. I have to I have to defer to you immediately because these are your two favourite wrestlers of all time. So you must have been oh. excited to see Jim Duggan go head-to-head with The Giant. I just... <laughs> I don't understand Jim Duggan's gimmick other than, like, it is someone with an... Like, an ABI. It's an acquired brain injury... Uh, big hairy fellow who screams ho it's like yeah shit american santa there's a new wrinkle to his gimmick this week as well which i i knew that he had done previously but i forgot about is that he did play uh at least college ball maybe nfl they said something about atlanta he played for atlanta or something like gridiron nfl whatever um and that he did like a, a we're going, I'm going to get all of this wrong and have our American listeners lose their minds. <laughs> but he essentially like props like a NFL player and then runs through them like he's an offensive linesman or something. I forgot about that. It sucked. The whole thing sucked. <laughs> the giant can't <laughs> wrestle at this stage. Not that I've ever been like, there was never a sweet spot where I was like, oh shit, I just want to see that big show match. But it's definitely mm. not happening in 1996. And Jim Duggan is just a rancid wrestler and character. I I have a soft spot for him, but this match was... I mean, essentially, it was just to show the giant was huge, right? Like, it was just telling the story of, like, Jim Duggan's huge, but the giant is more huge, and uh, watch as he throws Jim Duggan around the ring. Yeah, it sucked. Also, the other thing as well in this match was that Jim Duggan was like a junkie, desperate to get his hands on tape. <laughs> So he can wrap his hands up and, and punch the big show, which he eventually does. He has like some duct tape on his hand. But I mean, I've asked this question before. Is that going to hurt any more than uh, I once again? I just I, I can't. He has. I can't an, imagine that he it has an ABI. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use my magic power to like tape my hand, and then I'll do a super punch and kill him. Like this man should not <laughs> well, be wrestling. It makes no sense. And he should, he should have been DQ'd as well. The referee completely saw him as he took three minutes to wrap <laughs> his hand up in tape. The, the ref should have completely disqualified him before he even got back in the ring, let alone punched the giant But maybe the, the ref was like, this is completely, this doesn't hurt and whatever. Like, if this idiot's going to put sticky tape on his hand, fine. Well, the match looked terrible and the giant won, so uh, that's, that's where we're at with that. Um... 
The next match, we were meant to have the Road Warriors versus the Nasty Boys, which would have been another great match for you, your two favorite tag teams. Uh, But all of a sudden, we hear, like, Harley Davidson's revving behind a curtain, which the curtain... (laughs) Pretty crappy, but anyway, (laughs) the curtain drops away. And it's the Steiner brothers on their famously patented Harleys that they ride to the ring every time. I enjoyed this match. This was cool. And this was not a match in any kind of, like sense of professional wrestling this was actually just four people physically hurting each other like just running into each other like you could tell they weren't pulling punches no you talk about strong style or being snug or whatever then you should probably watch this match um i assume these guys have wrestled each other dozens of times they seem to be very trusting in each other in the way that they were hitting each other i mean this was more brutal Uh, than the conor mcgregor fight from last night (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what what happened in that. Conor McGregor got did punched he, like, in the head. Uh, yeah. Did he? Not as badly as did he, like, like Road Warrior Animal got punched in the head by Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved in this match where uh, <laughs> they these guys show up on Harleys and the Nasty Boys have been beaten down and they weren't expected to be in the match, but Eric still isn't sure who beat up the Nasty Boys. <laughs> But we still have to get to the bottom of who beat up the Nasty Boys. Like, well, the team that wasn't in the match, right? Well, maybe. Surely. That's that's you making assumptions. Yeah, well, you know, if Eric swerved me, then he's done very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's a great. it was a great match. I've, I've written down here, I think it's the best match I've seen on Nitro since we've started doing Nitro. I, I mean, there was some of those uh, Dean Malenko, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero ones were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just Maybe there's a sticking out because it's more recent, but I think it's the it, best. It's also weird seeing young it's, Scott Steiner. Yeah, I don't like him. I mean, I don't like his look. I don't like the hair. He's got the kind of face that needs a beard on it, <laughs> like mine, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, it's, um, yeah, he looks like a completely different person. Another And their promo at the- you go, Sorry, you go. You go. I was just say the their promo at the end of this match, both of them. I mean, Scott Steiner was never super strong on promos, but he gets a hell of a lot better than he is yeah. right now. And uh, I think uh, you, you. I just want to add to my constant refrain of Scott Steiner, another man with an anal-based gimmick, the big bad booty daddy. Oh, when does that come into fruition? We're a couple I'm of a years. Big We're a couple of years away from the big bad booty daddy. Holler at your hookup. Their obsession with asses is is. Bizarre. It's because they're constantly just around basically naked men. Yeah. It must be, right? Like, it must be that footy club culture thing where con- people are constantly talking about each other's dicks and asses. And- well, that's the thing. I don't... Like, you can... I think Scott Stein is talking about other people's... Uh, like, I think he's talking about valet's asses, women's asses. Um, right. It's just weird that, that asses are such an obsession of... It's like in, like, there's some early 90s rap that's really, like, heavily ass-based. Um, this is I like big butts, and I can't well, lie. There you go, exactly. But like that's yeah, professional that, that wrestling sort of thing, is yeah. the both the male and female <laughs> ass of the. You know, there was there was like there's Sean yeah. Waltman was going to debut as the boob boy, but they were like, no way, man, we don't do boobs in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Sir Mix a Lot influence in <laughs> in nineties wrestling. That'd be a cool gimmick. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? Um, yeah, as long as Vince is around, there's a chance, you know. Um, next up, we've got the Schlongster, Alex Wright versus Lex Luger. Who we've got another one of these magical 
title changes that have obviously <laughs> happened on Saturday night or something uh, where we haven't watched for two weeks and now Lex Luger is the team, the new TV As champ. well as still being tag champ. So, I was too embarrassed to admit that I didn't remember Lex Luger winning the uh, WCW World Television Championship. So, I'm glad that you've made that clear. Because I was just like, oh, shit, I must have missed something important here. Well, that was the whole, it was, they're obviously trying to build him up to the title picture. Like, they obviously see him as a top guy, which, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my belief, like, my feelings on Lex Luger have been pretty clear on this podcast that I don't think he wrestles well. I don't think he promos well. Um, but- I mean, he's like what six foot four and blonde and a bodybuilder, so people keep giving him opportunities to be a champion. But yeah, he sucks. I, I just quickly looked up when he won the title. He won it on March sixth at a, a live event, which is kind of cool. It is kind of cool that they've done mm. that. But I mean, yeah. Anyway, who cares? I'm pretty sure Luger won with a two count in this match as well. Yeah, it looked something really weird happened. It was very strange. <laughs> So even he, his uh, unprofessionalism is is seeping into people who are working in ring with him now. It's not just him. It's terrible. He's like a terribleness cancer just spreading through WCW. The guy who rings the bell just wants the match to be over as well. <coughs> I did. Um, I did kind of enjoy Lex trying to shoo Jimmy Hart away. <laughs> Jimmy Hart's coming in to celebrate, and Lex was like, "Get out of here! Get out of here! Sting's watching." <laughs> Not in front of Sting. <laughs> I do kind of like that stupid gimmick because it's, you know, I mean, Sting would watch the show, right? Like, I mean, it's that Jericho thing of like, it's a TV show. People can watch yeah. it. So, you need to, <laughs> you can't just go around doing all your nefarious shit <laughs> and not expect people to find out for, about it. Yes. Well, that's a good point. Um, I mean, Sting is so trustworthy. He would be like, it'd be like the reality TV show excuse where they're like, no, they just edited it to make me look bad. They took out all the good stuff I did and just because they had to create a villain. It's such a reality TV trope. I mean, they knew that they wanted to make me the bad guy as soon as I walked in there. So why? Because you were saying racist shit and grabbing girls on boobs and like, well, yeah. Well, then you are. Evil. It's my gimmick. I'm the boob man. One, two, three boobs. Next up, we've got Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, the Taskmaster versus Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and the Booty Man. So many mans, man. There's uh, in a lumberjack. So many big names in this match. And then there's the Booty Man. And the Booty Man. Uh, in a lumberjack match with straps match. This Is there too much going on in this match? Nope. Matt? There's not enough. It would have been better with six other gimmicks. Who's on a pole? Um, yeah. I did not know. I did not understand this match and do not understand it now after watching it. I was like, how does this match end? Why do they have straps of leather? Why are they all in the ring at the same time? Why are there lumberjacks? Like, Ric Flair can't run away from Hulk Hogan if he's strapped to him. I, dude, there's so much going on uh, here. And, uh, uh, God, I've forgotten her bloody name again. Diamond Dallas Page is the, uh, the Booty Babe, at but at the moment she's the Diamond Doll, Kimberly Page. What's her real name? Kimberly. Though? Kimberly, that's right. Uh, yeah, so Kimberly comes down. She's talking to the crowd about, and then you know Eric makes it obvious that she's there for the Booty Man because there would you would literally have no idea otherwise. Like if Eric hadn't said, "Oh, I think she, I think she's here to see the Booty Man because she's all dressed in white." 
Yeah. Would, wouldn't- Oh, well, obviously. Wouldn't you be like, she's here to see- Literally anyone but the booty man. Well, we went through this last episode and you chastised me for judging the sausage men on their looks. That's true. They're all beautiful. They're all God's creatures. Um, I can't believe that Kimberly would be interested in anyone out at that ring, including her husband, Diamond Dolls Page. <laughs> I think she could be interested in Alex Wright, as we've canvassed in earlier episodes. Oh, well, the schlongster. But yeah, the schlongster wasn't out there, I don't no. think. Well, maybe he was a lumberjack. The fact that they made the lumberjacks wear, like, cut-off lumberjack things was cool. I like that. <laughs> that should be compulsory. <laughs> that should be something that happens in every lumberjack match going forward. <laughs> um, how do you know they're a lumberjack otherwise? That's true. You know? Or- <laughs> <laughs> but besides the Kimberly thing, so it's a strap match. So, okay, the, the lumberjacks have straps. Fine. Whatever. That's just, you know, it's just an added sure. thing to the lumberjack match where if you get out of the ring, it's, it adds danger, right? But then it's a strap match in the ring as well, which no one adheres to. No. At one. all. Like, it just genuinely feels like everyone involved in this match is drunk. Uh-huh. At one point, so at one point, Hulk gets the strap on Rick's wrist, but everyone should have had the strap. I mean, okay, let, let's the say officials. that it's in. Yeah, well, yeah, but let's say that, okay, in this match, like, the strap can be put on when someone's going for the win, right? But they still have to drag them to each corner of the- And Eric even says that at one point. It's like, oh, Hulk's going to try and drag Rick around the ring. And then, literally a minute later, Hulk (laughs) just hits an atomic leg drop, three count. Hulk Hulk also wraps (laughs) the strap around Rick's neck and just starts strangling him to death. Yeah. Like, there's some real, like- Hulk Hogan's a really fucked up face, and I know that's not fresh territory, but it's far out. It's not good. But even then, they weren't even doing that properly. They weren't even, like, creating a noose and putting it around the person's neck. They were just putting the the strap across the front of people's necks, which I'm sure isn't pleasant if you did it for real, but you can't even do that properly. Anyway, so the good guys get the win, and then, like... It's, if this match wasn't bad enough, they cut. It, we cut back to the bad guys being interviewed by Mean Gene, and they cut a promo about how they're great and how they're going to abort, like how they're going to annihilate, you know, the mega powers that uncensored. But it's the most confusing twenty minutes of wrestling I've watched in a while. It was really bizarre and really bad. Um, like, ter- like actually, actually terrible. Like the the booking is terrible. Like it just, I know we say this almost. It feels like we say this on almost every episode the last couple of months, but it just feels like it's made up on the spot. What's crazier is when you're watching this and you're like, they're two months away from like revolutionising wrestling forever. Like, yeah, that's true. In a couple of months, Hulk Hogan's a heel and like the biggest heel ever. Ric Flair's a face. Mm. <laughs> like it's it's. Macho Man's still an elderly psychopath. The Booty Man, I believe, is gone. <laughs> um, but, right. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy. Like, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see uh, how long it takes um, for the rest of the show to catch up with this one storyline. Because um, I imagine they're still going to have a lot of the bullshit um, early on. Because they can't just completely wipe their roster clean and just have cruiserweights and the NWO, which eventually is what will happen. Yeah. Oh, God. God. I'm so looking forward to it. It's 
this episode is weird because we get that good match that evens out all the mm. other bullshit. So, you know, usually I'm happy with that. But this match, with like, that last 20 minutes was so awful that I was like, oh, God, like, I, we've still got another six weeks of this shit that we've got to get through <laughs> till Scott Hall shows. It, it made me embarrassed to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, it's, it's truly bad. And the thing is, like, from what we know, it's still better than what's on the other channel. So, the other channel has a... Uh- we open with Savio Vega fought Steve Austin. To is a Savio double Vega? Out. Sorry to interrupt. Is Savio Vega uh, related to? Um, uh, oh, now I'm going to completely forget. Vinny Vega from Pulp no, Fiction. No, no, yes. um, the Lady Vega that's Alistair Black's. Selena Vega. Selena Vega. I don't know the answer to that. Sorry, I shouldn't um, have brought it up. That's okay. We'll we'll get back to our listeners uh, in the future with a special episode on. Uh, <laughs> The family tree of Savio Vega. Um, the Goblins versus Jerry Mead and Alex Porto. Oh, God. That went for a, that went for a minute and 52. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated, defeated Vin Greyer. And The Undertaker with Paul Bearer and The Undertaker and Yoko Zuna defeated Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith. Ooh. And it's also Mark Henry's uh, television debut. Oh, Okay. Which which episode? Oh man, you know, like I'm um, I'm I'm oh, that last match on Raw actually sounds pretty good. Same with Savio Vega and Steve Austin. Um, I'm gonna go with Nitro, but just just I'd be taping Raw and watching it straight afterwards on my VHS. Well, the people the people very slightly disagreed with you. Uh, Raw uh, lost to Nitro two point nine to three point two in the ratings. Yeah, that probably makes sense. I mean, yeah, Raw's... Hang on, you said Raw lost or Nitro lost? Nitro lost. Oh, no, Raw lost. Raw lost. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that doesn't make sense because the Raw's card is better. But, um, well, actually, kind of is. I mean, if you look at the people who are involved in the, the main event on Nitro, that's huge. But it was just terrible. Yeah, it's just nonsense. Um, yeah. No good. Anyway. Um, we could probably wrap up talking about this episode because there really isn't much else to talk about. The Steiner Brothers is a very welcomed addition to the tag team division. Um, I think we're just going to have to put up with this, uh, like the Horseman Dungeon of Doom versus Mega Powers thing for another four or five weeks and then it'll be... Well, we don't have a choice. We have too many listeners to quit now. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is true, uh, and we're not we're not going to quit. We're just you know we're just hey look guys, it's we're just in a bit of a rut at the moment with WCW. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we can only work with what we've got. You know what I mean? So um, we'll try and weave this straw into gold for the next four or five weeks, <laughs> and then uh, you know um, we're on easy street. But um, as far as as far as everything else is concerned, the best thing we have a whole bunch of podcast that we do now more than i can actually keep a track of but the best way for you to keep track of it is to just subscribe to our channel and then you get all of them you get our ecw podcast is going to drop episode one this week you've got the wcw podcast which you're listening to right now our aew podcast nwa when that comes back our aew podcast is also kind of an impact podcast as well so if you're an impact person you can listen to that or tell your impact buddies 
Um, I know what it's like when you're into a promotion and you've got no one to talk to about it. So <laughs> um, I've always found that, you know, listening to podcasts helped with that. And that's what we try and do here. So tell your friends about it, which you have been doing. We keep going up the Apple charts here in Australia, which is ridiculous. So thank you, especially when we're competing with like proper media organizations and stuff. It's kind of amazing. So we thank you guys for that. Um, but until next time, Pepe is dead.